In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, my Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Thinking of the event, of the presentation of our Lord, thinking of this concrete moment when our Lord, after 40 days, was introduced in the temple. And <clears throat> it was in fulfillment of the Jewish law that uh, at this, the prescribed time, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the woman, she had to present herself in the temple and to be legally purified, bringing with her a year old lamb for the Holocaust and or uh, a turtle dove or young pigeon as a sin offering. And if the family was poor, <clears throat> it was sufficient to present two pigeons or two turtle doves. And then according to the Jewish law, to the Moses law, the firstborn was to be consecrated to the service of divine worship in remembrance of deeds uh, of, of God in Egypt when exterminating the firstborn of all the Egyptians. And <clears throat> it was something that uh, the Jews fulfilled. And, and then our Lord went into the temple precisely as, as the Savior, but nobody knew about it. This feast of today, after 40 days of Christmas, this, this feast is, is a continuation of the feast of Christmas. And it's a continuation in, in many ways. But first of all, I will say with the humility, continuation with the humility continuation in the humility of God. In the same way that God has assumed our human nature, he has also assumed everything which human nature entails except sin. This is why the liturgy of today, the candles, emphasize the light which is entering the temple. In the liturgy of Christmas, if you remember, especially in the, in the night mass of Christmas, there is this emphasis, this stressing of light. This is the light for the people. This is the day in which the light has entered the world. If you look also to the other solemnity, the most important one for us Christians, the day of the resurrection, the Easter Sunday, everything goes around the liturgy of light this benediction of the of the fire no the candle the easter candle no all this is an emphasis 
on the, the light which comes from God. And is delight because it's truth, because it's life, because it's uh, knowledge, because everything which is good. Light entails always a kind of clarity. If you want to see, you need light. If you want to reject, to dispel darkness, you need light. <clears throat> and then, this is why this entrance of Jesus Christ the light of the world, as we pray, no? I mean, you are the light for all, all peoples, source and origin of all light, the light for revelation to the Gentiles. Our Lord gives us clarity. And I say humility, the continuation with Christmas, the humility because precisely uh, the humility, as St. Teresa of Avila explained many times, is to walk on the truth. The truth entails always clarity. The truth is also light. Jesus Christ made himself the truth. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Jesus Christ <clears throat> said that the, the truth will make us free, that those who belong to the truth are part of my kingdom. This is one of the conditions, because the truth is a condition for us to be humble. It's impossible to be humble if we are not on the side of the truth. And as a matter of fact, the pride deceives us, it's a lie. The pride is always the instrument that the devil uses for us to, to reveal ourselves against God. And it's a lie. You will be like God. It's a lie. There is always the temptation of thinking differently from the truth. And the truth is that our mind, our knowledge, our intelligence has been created to know the truth. This is why when we change the truth for something which apparently looks truth, we are deceiving ourselves. And let us ask now with our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament here that we want to walk on the truth, that we want to be humble, that we want to suffer all humiliations precisely because of the truth. Precisely because it will make us free. At the end of the day, when Jesus Christ said that he was the truth, it's because he is the one who saves us. The truth will make us free. He's the one who releases us from many things. And in this feast of today, when we see the humility of Mary, the humility of Joseph, the humility of Simon. And nobody knew about all this uh, event, the entrance of the Savior, of the Messiah in the temple. Nobody knew. But only those who were humble, the Blessed Virgin Mary and Saint Joseph, knew already. 
the Blessed Virgin Mary and Saint Joseph, they, they knew that Jesus was the Messiah. And as, as it happened in Bethlehem before, as it happened once, they had to protect the child, no? They have to, they, they went through many different situations and, and, and they didn't ask for any special recognition. They didn't ask for anything that uh, made them to singling out you know, the fact that he was the Messiah. They just went along with the situations and circumstances. This is one of the characteristics of humility. We pass on notice. The humility of the, not the hiddenness, but the discretion, the, you don't realize. And if you look at the different events of the history of salvation, you will realize that many times, on many occasions, we see this, this characteristic of God. The things, the important things pass unnoticed. The incarnation of our Lord, the dreams of Saint Joseph, even the apparitions of, of God to the different patriarchs, all this passes, goes, no, I mean, unnoticed. And only we, we see them when they move on, when they do what they are told. Only we see them when, when, when they put them into practice, which is something very important. The humility to walk on the truth, something which is our personal awareness that we are creatures the profound awareness that in spite of all our qualities, God is the one who works marvelous things with our docility to the Holy Spirit, with our humility, recognizing that he is the one. And then uh, we cannot think that we are doing well, that we are good, that we are perfect, that everything is fine with me. Obviously, yes. But at the same time, the awareness that if God abandons me, if God leaves me alone, if it is not because of you, Lord, I will be the most wretched person. San Jose Maria explained this in a very, in a very simple way. And he didn't trust his own strength, didn't trust his own capacity of enduring any kind of temptation. And he used to say, if God abandons me, I will be able to commit the worst sins that the worst person in this world will be able to commit. And this is the truth. St. Paul says, our strength is unknown. We pray because he has told us, because he has said, he has given us the gift of prayer. We need to strive to be humble. And then we will notice the power of God. Don't rely on your strength. This is why a very important sign of humility is come back to ask for forgiveness. A very important sign of humility is to listen. Listen to what you are told. Don't think that you're always right. When somebody is telling you and then instead of 
criticizing the person and saying this person is judgmental. Wait a moment. Maybe yes, but analyze the content and see, is it truth? Do you want to walk on the truth or do you want to walk on the impressions that the others have about you? Do you want to walk on the truth or do you want to, to be carried away up and down depending on, on, on what the others are saying? The truth. And ask our Lord, my Lord, what is the truth about myself? The truth is that we are sinners and we are loved by God. This is why uh, we need to recognize our nothingness and at the same time our greatness. Because God is acting within us. The humility to pass on notice. The humility to remove yourself from the center of attention. Why are you always putting yourself at the center? Why are you saying so many things for the people to have a good impression about you, for the people to, to consider you, no, I mean, we have always this narcissistic tendency, narcissism, the centeredness, the self-centeredness, the, at the end of the day, our own ego, at the end of the day, our own selfishness. Think of the others, pray for the others. Acknowledge your, your nothingness and at the same time acknowledge that if we are sincere with us, with God and with the others, we will work marvel of things. But not because of me, but because of you, Lord. Then we need to, to be sincere with us because this is a condition to walk on the truth. To walk on the truth for us to listen to the Holy Spirit. Why Simeon and Anne, this woman, all of them, the two of them uh, in advanced age, why were they able to listen and to recognize that this boy, this baby, is the Messiah? Because they were humble. And nobody knew about Simeon and Anne, but God had told Simeon precisely that he will be told who is the Messiah, that he will not die, and that he will see before he dies the Messiah. And it happened. Two elderly people recognized Christ, the Messiah, in the arms of his mother. Then is something which appears in the Gospel, inspired by the Spirit moved by the Spirit. Simeon came into the temple and he recognized the Messiah. The docility to the Holy Spirit, to follow the inspirations of the Holy Spirit, means that we are able to discern, to recognize these inspirations, because we are humble, because we are walking on the truth, because we are always searching, looking for the truth. And it's impossible to follow Jesus and therefore to be faithful to God, to be faithful to the light, the source and origin of light, to the truth, if, if we are not humble, if we don't recognize 
our mistakes, because this is also truth. Simon recognized the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, that this was the Messiah. Then, when we want to be faithful, when we want to be docile to the Holy Spirit, when we are moved by the Spirit, this entails always a sort of conversion. Change your mind. I was expecting, yes, but God had expected something different. I was thinking, yes, but God has thought of something different from you. Then they were fasting, they were praying, they were, they spent their lives waiting for the Messiah till they saw him. Then uh, we need to we need to, to realize I need to pray with this sense of humility. I need to pray also with this openness to the Holy Spirit, to be moved by the Spirit. It appears many times in the sacred scripture in general. Saint Paul, Saint Peter, Pentecost, obviously our Lord no? is always being docile, being attentive to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit, to be open to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. As Pope Francis has said, to let ourselves to be surprised by God, to have better, higher, more intense plans, more fruitful plans that we can imagine. But we need to be docile. We need to follow his inspirations. His inspirations, you know, are not uh, big things most of the times. The docility is something very concrete. These inspirations of the Holy Spirit are very concrete and specific. Look what Saint Jose Maria wrote on one occasion, or he was preaching on one occasion in the year 1971. And he was saying that we have to follow with docility the interior inspirations which the Holy Spirit causes in our souls, helping us choose those options which bring us closer to God. Sometimes this happens in little things. Most of the times this happens in little things, accepting serenely the sacrifices asked of us in our work or in the effort to live amiably with others, being kind to the others, choosing something which is not our taste, taking for ourselves some task or place which is far from the best. At other moments, these indications of the Holy Spirit will move us to live more generously and to give ourselves more. If you have a bit of a spiritual sensitivity, you will notice sometimes how the Holy Spirit is telling you, you know, you have to be more, you have to give more, you have to move forward. And you say, yes, it's true, but you look at it as if it could be a very nice dream, you no? Know? I mean, well, will it happen in the future? Will it be in the future? And it's now. Move on now. Or maybe 
the Holy Spirit is telling you, yeah, through your conscience, through your, your knowledge of things which are good and wrong, because you have a good conscience and you want to do good. And the Holy Spirit is telling you, you know that you have to begin again. You know that you have to. And then maybe we are resisting. We are, yes, but, and we want to put conditions. Don't put conditions to God. Tell the Holy Spirit, I am here to fulfill your will. Let us recognize the moments of God in our lives. There are always moments of God in our lives. But there are some moments in which God is knocking upon your door, in the door of your heart, and telling you, be more generous. Give yourself more. But in these little things, fulfill the plan of life. Pray. Work with intensity. Stop doing this that you know that it separates you from God. Be generous. Expressing it briefly, San Jose Maria concluded, we forget about ourselves and abandon ourselves into our Lord's hands. As Simeon, as Anne, for years, for decades, they abandoned themselves in God's hands, waiting for the manifestation, waiting for the, the Messiah. And they saw him. Why? Because they were humble and they were moved by the Spirit. And they were docile to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. Prayer, fasting, mortification in general. But also the, the, the awareness, waiting, hoping. United with this, we see also how Simon already predicted, already explained, this has been placed as a sign of contradiction. God is always or everything or nothing, or all or nothing, as this sister Claire used to say, all or nothing. And, and we cannot say yes to God, well, more or less, because at the end of the day, is all or of nothing. God is absolute. It demands or everything, or or and then maybe this everything should be little by little. But we cannot say enough. I have given you enough. I have served you enough for some years now. I want time for me. This is always a temptation that many people sometimes fall into. Some people thinking that they have already fulfilled the righteousness serving God for a few years and afterwards I, I need to enjoy my life. And this is not the humility, this is not the, to follow the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. This feast of today, the, the presentation of our Lord, let us make a resolution of being humble and saying yes to God. These little things, the docility to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit to recognize the work of the Holy Spirit in our, in our souls. But putting these inspirations into practice, we need to be generous. When God is asking, God is giving more. When God, when God is telling us, it's because he wants us to do it. He will give us the grace for us to do it. We ask the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Joseph, they were wondering, why is all this happening? It's a continuation. After the birth of Jesus on the day of Christmas, no, on the 25th of December, the shepherds came to adore him, the Magi, no, now Simon, and, and received him in the temple. And afterwards, 
generations under generations, everything which Simon said, everything which our lady said, everything which was in the sacred scriptures was fulfilled. We asked them to be docile to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit and inspirations which are followed with a lot of humility as Mary and Joseph. I thank you, my Lord, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.